it's Ronnie Davis, and you're listening to Eating More, the place to be if you want to learn how to stop eating in ways that make you feel like crap, if you want to end the weight and food war, and start reimagining healthy eating and living. We'll show you how to change your mind, your food world, and your life with less doing and more being. There's a myth floating around that it takes habits 21 days to form, but I'm here today to debunk it. I'm going to tell you where that myth came from in the first place. I'm going to tell you what it actually takes to form a habit, how they're actually formed. I'm going to tell you why they're formed in the first place and how to change old ones or create new ones. So stay tuned. And we hear this repeated all the time, everywhere, don't we? Especially in the weight loss and fitness world, this concept that it takes 21 days to form a habit, but it's just simply not true. Now, this belief actually stems from a plastic surgeon named Maxwell Maltz in the 1950s who noticed after performing operations, it would take his patients about 21 days before they'd start to get used to their changed appearance. He wrote about these experiences stating, These and many other commonly observed phenomena tend to show that it requires a minimum of about 21 days for an old mental image to dissolve and a new one to gel. Then in the 1960s, he published his beliefs in what turned out to be a best-selling book called Psycho-Cybernetic. In the decades since, popular self-help gurus latched onto his work, and the more people who spoke of it, the more it got changed from it takes 21 days to get used to changes to instead it takes 21 days to create a habit. That's how this popular myth became so widely believed to be true. But no, it's not at all true. One study published in the European Journal of Social Psychology determined that it can take anywhere from two to eight months to build a new behavior into your life. So our lifestyle and our long-term habits, patterns of thoughts and behaviors are literally wired into our brains at the neural level. So they are powerful determinants of behavior and difficult to change. Plus, the more and longer we rely on a habit or a thought pattern or pattern of behavior, the harder it gets to change because the more hardwired it becomes in our brain. So why are habits created in the first place? Well, they occur because our minds are inherently wired to survive. And having our brains wire autopilot habits is a real advantage. Running on autopilot for the things that our brains deem necessary for survival gives us all kinds of extra mental energy to devote to other things as we go about most of our day on autopilot being driven by these habits and patterns of behaviors. The downside is that habits can become so ingrained that we keep mindlessly doing them even when they start to become destructive or if they start to become destructive because the brain still mistakenly recognizes them or thinks that they're essential for survival. So how are they actually created? Well, every habit starts with a psychological pattern called a habit loop. And this is a three-part process. So first, there's a cue or a trigger that tells your brain to go into automatic mode 
and let a behavior unfold. Then second, there's the routine, which is the behavior itself. And the third step is the reward. And this is something that your brain likes that helps it to remember this habit loop in the future. Another myth that we often hear about habits is this notion that bad habits can be broken. Also untrue. Old habits can't be broken. They never die. Once your brain has learned a habit, it doesn't go away. So trying to just stop (laughs) is an exercise in futility. Old habits can only become masked by new habits. So how are new habits actually created? Well, first, you have to recognize the trigger for your old habit, the one that you want to break. Breaking your old habit requires carefully paying attention to what, where, when, and why this habit or pattern of behavior is triggered in the first place. And this all comes back to self-awareness that I talk about so often and why mindfulness is so helpful because you need to be aware of what, where, when, and why this behavior is getting triggered. Then you have to wire a new habit to override the old habit, right? Because the old ones can't be, they don't go away. You have to overwrite them with new ones. So once you recognize the trigger, the second step, the trick is to consciously and mindfully repeat your new desired behavior, action, or thought instead. And the better this new habit that you're trying to build makes you feel, the easier and faster this will happen because then you get a reward, right? Wiring a brand new habit works much in the same way as rewiring old habits. But in this case, you get to pick something to be your trigger instead of having to recognize what an existing trigger is. For example, when I started lifting many years ago, I would go straight downstairs to do my workout as soon as I dropped my daughter off at school. So my routine became drop her off at school, come home, go straight downstairs. That meant that getting home from dropping my daughter off at school became my trigger. And after a while, I didn't even think about it. I just automatically went downstairs every morning when I got home. And the reward became that I would feel better after the workout. So look for things in your day that you can use as triggers for any new habits. You have to try to wire them into existing things that you're already doing. And use the trigger behavior reward process that I talked about to start wiring or rewiring your own. So why is all of this important to know? Why does it even matter? Because in a lot of ways, our habits, our patterns of behavior determine our lives, right? People don't decide their futures, they decide their habits and their habits decide their futures. And because we really need to start adjusting our expectations. So often we jump into these 21-day challenges and things thinking that a brand new life is waiting for us on the other side if we can just stay strong for a mere 21 days. It's only 21 days after all, we think, right? We can do anything for 21 days, but after a few days it starts to get hard. A week or two in, we fall off, and then we judge and blame ourselves feeling like if only we were stronger or better or had more willpower, 
we could be as successful as everyone else. And then we give up because we feel defeated and blame ourselves for failing. But it's not you failing to build a habit in 21 days. It's that the concept simply has no basis in how habits are actually formed. So that's why it's important to understand why this simply isn't true and what it actually takes to build a habit. So instead of trying to white knuckle your way through these ridiculous 21 day challenges, these, you know, these strict programs um, that are just simply not realistic, start working with your brain and how it actually wires a habit, trigger, behavior, reward, and then just repeat that over time because it takes obviously repetition as well. That's how you will actually change or create a new habit. You've been listening to Being More with Ronnie Davis. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about embodied cognitive eating training and access free resources, visit www.ecet.online.